Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the UMP. And ladies listening, before you send me a barrage of hate due to that title, which by the way is an awesome title, isn't it? Man, I got so many clicks on that from people who are just fuming, man, steam coming out of their ears, people hyperextending their buttholes because they're so pissed. Relax, everybody. Relax. I'm going to teach you guys something extremely important called cognitive dissonance, why you should have people do you favors. And this not only includes women. And don't worry, I don't think women should just be in the kitchen. Women cook sometimes too, right? Men cook, women cook, dogs cook, crickets cook. We all cook. So I'm just saying when you get a woman to cook you dinner, there's a reason cognitively, psychologically, subconsciously that she's going to be more likely to have sex with you. In fact, when you could get the dinner going, almost every time, man, you get that sick duck at the very least. And at the very most, you get some sex out of it. So I'm going to explain that today. And women listening, I know there's a lot of you who are all pissed off, all fired up. Give me a chance. Let me explain myself because I'm going to give you some tips too not only with men and dating, but just in your day-to-day life, why it's advantageous to get people to do you favors. This is a massive, massive psychological truth that a lot of people underemphasize and frankly don't use at all. So I want to teach you why getting a woman to cook your dinner will get you late. Jesus, what kind of balls do I have to put a title like that in today's society of people just getting so triggered at the drop of a hat, but let me explain myself. At least give me that chance, all right? So just ride through this episode. I hope to keep it interesting for you. And like I said, for those of you who are angered easily by titles, please listen to the content first before you make judgment on it, before you send me an angry email or send me a one-star review, because this is just simply human psychology and it works. Before I jump into the content, want to read yet another testimonial for my three-month coaching program. This is for my boy, Cole, What is up, Cole? Thank you so much again for trusting in me to come through my three-month coaching program. This guy was an absolute champion. And I told him straight up on that first call, I can 100% help you. And after three months, this is what Cole has to say. To begin, I was a little skeptical to start. Not that I questioned your skills with seducing and attracting women, but that the saying, usually the best players or the worst coaches, usually rings more true than I'd like to believe. That being said, I cannot express how impressed I have been with the tools and the resources provided from your course. Your teachings are relatable and easy to grasp. Your NLP protocol has been a true life changer. Your online tools are incredible supplemental resources, and your challenges for each week invoke the perfect amount of challenge for each new lesson and task at hand. I can honestly say that your course has changed my perspective on women and how I will forever interact with them. I will never again chase a woman like a starving, foolish idiot, but I will attract all the finest women with the new way I carry myself along with the incredible strategies you have taught myself throughout your lessons. By the way, I have slept with four different women in the last three weeks and two out of those three have become habitual customers of mine if you catch what I'm throwing down. Thanks for everything, Mark. You are a fucking gangster, says Cole. You're a gangster too, Cole. I really do appreciate you, man. It's just when you do the work, when you trust the process and you just take it bite by bite, like eating elephant, right? How's the elephant eating? Little by little, bite by bite, just consistent work every day. And you trust the process and do the fucking work. 
you are going to get results as do every single one of my clients who do the work. So gentlemen, if you'd like to meet with me on a free one-on-one breakthrough session to discuss whether or not I think you have what it takes to get to Cole's results and whether or not I believe my program is a good fit for your specific mixture of problems, metaprograms, belief systems, traumas, then I'd love to meet with you. Sign up on my website, coachmarksane.com. Click on coaching, fill in the quick application, and you and I will get on that one-on-one call together. All right, boys, this is something I love to talk about in my coaching calls, in my coaching generally, because this is a concept that a lot of people don't grasp and a lot of people don't understand the pure efficacy of when used correctly. So there's a concept in psychology called cognitive dissonance, cognitive dissonance. Now, before your eyes go blank and before you get a dumb expression on your face saying, Mark, I don't want to learn about some psychological technique that sounds like some course in college. Just bear with me, bro Tendo. Focus and get your head out of your ass. Stop looking at that girl. Stop looking at porn. Stop going through Instagram as you listen to this. Really focus. Okay, so when you do something, you have to convince yourself that the reason you did it is because you like or appreciate or have value for that thing that you did. Say, for example, you're driving down the road and there's a snake in the road. Say you absolutely hate snakes, okay? You absolutely hate them. You're terrified of them. But you're driving down the road and you see one in the middle of the road and you know that it's going to be killed if you leave it there. So what you do is you graciously pull over, you put some gloves on and very delicately grab a stick and launch that thing back into the forest and drive off feeling good about yourself because you just saved that poor bastard's life. What you'll find in that situation is that you'll actually like snakes more than you did before that incident happened. Why? Because you have to justify subconsciously why you saved the snake. So anytime we put effort into something, we have to justify in our own head why we're doing it. Now, when it comes to human relationships, anytime you do a favor for another person, you have to justify to yourself why you did it. Okay, so... If you go pick up a woman who's drunk at a bar and you take her home and you take care of her, you put her to bed, you take her shoes off and you make sure she's all snuggly and in bed and then you leave like a nice gentleman, then you're going to have to convince yourself that you like that chick more, even though let's look at the real situation. She was irresponsible. She basically used you. It was freaking two o'clock in the morning and it was extremely inconvenient for you. And it was really something that should make you like her less. But because you did that, you have to justify it in your head why you did it. And that's called cognitive dissonance. Why did I do this? Well, because I like her, because I'm attracted to her. And you will unconsciously feel more attraction, more appreciation, and more connection for that person who basically used you. And this is why people get into dysfunctional relationships and continue going back to that person. There's many different reasons, one of which is because that relationship may model a dysfunction that this person had with his parents or his siblings. But another reason is because as you do more and more favors for people, you have to convince yourself that you like them more and more. Okay, now we can see how this works with women, yet so few guys do it. They don't ask for favors. They don't ask the woman to put forth any effort. They don't try to get anything from the woman outside of trying to get her to take her panties off, get a little blowjob, or get some sex. But as far as favors are concerned, guys rarely utilize this shit because they don't want to chase her away by seemingly being a taker, right? But what they fail to realize is that when you have women do you favors, the woman's going to actually like you more. 
But what most dudes do is do favors for women. And then they rope themselves into liking the woman more than they would have had they not done the favors. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do favors for women. That's a completely different episode. But this episode is about trying to get women to do you favors. Now, to preface this, I want to say that I'm good to women. I do favors for women when they deserve them. I treat them well. I'm chivalrous. I think the world of women, this isn't about using chicks. And for women listening, this isn't about using guys. This is just having an equal playing field of you doing things for her, her doing things for you. For example, on the first date, I believe the dude should pay. Okay, so if the dude pays for the date, which could be up to... You know, I don't I don't suggest spending a lot of money on the first date, but it could be up to like 50 bucks, right? If he spends 50 bucks, well, that was effort that he put in. He showed her a good time as I coach my guys to do. He organized the date, he executed it. So he's done something for her. If we were to take into account the norm of reciprocity, which basically means I do something for you, then you do something for me, wouldn't you guys agree that she's got one on the table that now she can do something for the guy? Okay, so it's all equal, but what most dudes do is they don't even ask for anything at all. They take her out to all these dates, they pick her up, they pay for everything, they do her favors, they like dance in front of her trying to entertain her in order to get her sex. Most guys are like a bird on the Galapagos Islands, like those birds of paradise that jump around on the dance floor like a fucking idiot trying to impress this chick, trying to show off for her, cleaning up their entire dance area and like putting on this huge performance for these chicks. And most chicks accept that frame. And that's why these guys don't many times get girls is because they're doing all the work. And the chick's like, why is he doing this? Like, why does he like me? Why is he putting in all this effort? Oh, he must want my sex then they get the idea in their head that their vagina is their trump card. And then what happens? Oftentimes they'll hold it from you because you've been dancing and singing and making a buffoon of yourself, you fucking idiot, and putting all this work in for something that you don't even know this chick. So why are we doing that? My opinion, it needs to be one for one, right? You do something for her, you expect for her to do something for you. And if she's not willing to play ball, she's out like sauerkraut, she's off like a prom dress, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you, you sea bass. Because you have standards, you know your worth, and you understand cognitive dissonance. The more you can get her to do for you, the better. Now, I start this very subtly in the first conversation by asking her why questions. Why are you here? Why are you wearing that? Why are you drinking that drink? Why are you with that friend? Why aren't you doing X, Y, Z? Okay. I simply communicate to her that I have a strong frame. I have a strong sense of reality. And if I'm curious about something, I'm going to straight ask you. Okay, another thing I do is have her go tap a dude on the shoulder over there. Hey, go tap that guy on the shoulder real quick. Go tap that guy on the shoulder. Yeah, him. Yeah, thanks. Okay, just little tiny favors. And what I call these are micro yeses. Micro yeses to go up into bigger yeses. And this is also called compliance in the seduction community. You want to see if she's going to comply with you. And every time she does comply with you, you are gaining attraction. Okay, now we spread this out into something bigger, such as asking her to cook for you. That's right. So on the first date, I always suggest you guys plan it, you guys execute, you guys pay. It's your deal and you're taking her under your wing and showing her a good time, showing to her that you can be masculine, you can lead her to where she wants to be led, and when she's with you, it's like a sanctuary. So you're not having her plan the first date, you're not having her do much of anything, just show up and give me some good conversation. Now, on that note, a quick side note, 
if I'm talking to her and I'm doing all the value, right? I'm telling stories, I'm doing gambits on her, I'm cracking her up, I'm being like the most interesting man in the world, she needs to contribute too. And I'll ask her questions, such as the questions I taught you guys two weeks ago, 10 awesome questions to ask girls. Actually, there were 13 in that episode, so I strongly suggest you check that out. Okay, so I'm asking her questions. She needs to work for me too. And that is imbued in the way that I hang out with chicks. Like, listen, this isn't a one-way effort kind of thing. This is a two-way effort. And you can even say to her, like when chicks are being super boring, I'll look at them and be like, so tell me, what's your favorite thing to do? What's your absolute favorite thing to do? And she's like, I don't know. And I've been sitting there talking to her for like three to five minutes, 10 minutes. I'd be like, you do understand, Kelly, that communication means two people exchanging ideas and each person putting effort into the conversation. And she'll be like, uh, yeah. And I'll be like, all right, so come on, let's put a little effort in. What's your favorite thing to do, right? You may need to coerce these chicks a little bit because they're so used to just sitting there staring at you with wrinkled eyebrows, wondering if you're good enough for them and the dude not making her put in any effort. But let's not forget, cognitive dissonance. You want that girl putting in effort, whether it's walking across the room to you when she's checking you out and you literally with your finger say, come here, that is gangster level shit. Having her tap your friend on the shoulder, having her watch something of yours while you go to the bathroom, having her buy you a drink. So many girls ask me, will you buy me a drink? And I'll be like, no, but you can buy me one. Or I'll have a competition with them where whoever wins has to buy the other person the drink. You guys, your favor must be earned. You are the prize. You are the hot chick. So start fucking acting like it and start expecting her to put effort into it. All right, so you've been on the first date. You executed like a champ. That was your rodeo and you fucking pulled it off with flying colors. Now, the second date maybe something along the same lines, but if you have a lot of attraction, this is what I suggest. Have her cook for you. So fucking powerful. You have no idea. Let me tell you this, okay? 90% of the time, that I had a chick cook for me. And when I say had a chick cook for me, it wasn't I manipulated her or roped her into some inevitable conclusion where she had no control. Once again, for you people listening who get butthurt easily, this is her own free will and I'm gonna tell you how I do it. But I do suggest it and I do push for it because it is this powerful. Now, boys, imagine a woman cooking. What does that put her in as far as masculine or feminine energy? You're damn right. She's getting deep into her feminine energy because taking care of a man is feminine and it shouldn't be insulted. It shouldn't be perceived as somehow communicating that she's less than us. No, cooking for her man is feminine and women feel good doing it. They want to take care of. Taking care of is a feminine trait. So when she cooks for you, she's getting deep into her feminine energy. She's feeling good, especially if she likes to cook. Women love this shit when they love this shit. And what I mean is if you got a woman who hates cooking, maybe she won't cook for you. But if she's into cooking, and I'm going to tell you how to lead her through these series of questions that will get her to cook for you, if she loves it, she loves it. Gets her super into her feminine. Now, let me ask you this. When she's super in her feminine, what happens when a masculine man walks in the door? You're damn right. There's polarity there. Like two people standing on a football field, one in each end zone, they're in different energy polarity. She's highly in her feminine. You're highly in your masculine. Between you two, you're holding a rubber band. That rubber band is super tight. That's sexual tension. Whereas when there's no tension between you two, there's less sexual desire. 
Okay, so by her cooking for you, you're putting her into her feminine, you're in your masculine showing up and being like, all right, I'm ready for this awesome meal. That gets you guys sexually attracted to each other. 90% of the time, it would get me laid. At the very least, get a little sick duck. And if you don't know what sick duck means, just switch the S and the D and you'll know all about it. Okay, every single time that I got a girl to cook for me, or I should say a girl volunteered to cook for me, sick duck or sex every single time. She gets in her feminine, you're in your masculine. You guys sit down afterwards to watch a little Netflix and I do suggest pick a boring movie. Super important tip, pick a boring movie like a black and white one with no talking, like some Charlie Chaplin joint from the 1920s, man, that shit will get you laid quickly because she's gonna be like, oh my hell, this is so boring. Okay, so going back to the conversation to get her to cook for you. What you basically say is, so hey, I'm curious about you. Do you know how to cook? Just ask that. Do you know how to cook? Or you can preface it with the way to my heart is through cooking. Do you know how to cook? Okay, so you're just asking an innocuous question. Do you know how to cook? Do you like to cook? Are you a good cook? Okay, something like that. Now she's going to say, yeah, for sure. Most girls do know how to cook, fortunately, and most of them really enjoy it. Then you say, what's your best dish? Okay, what's your best dish? She's going to say, oh, I make lasagna or beef stroganoff or double custard, upside down, triple caramel, cherry and banana filled apple turnovers. And you'll be like, damn, that sounds really good. Okay. And then sometimes in that, I'll say, I like to cook too. I make two dishes. Two of them are the same thing. If you behave yourself one day, you might experience my culinary half genius. So I like to say, so she says, yes, I like to cook. I love to make lasagna. You'd be like, oh my God, lasagna is my absolute favorite. Okay, and you kind of leave it there. Now, yes, we're bathing the cooking, okay? You kind of leave it there. And if she kind of blows past it, maybe you can urge her back in that direction and be like, so, hey, on your lasagna, what kind of cheese do you use? Okay, but most times, boys, all you have to do is say, do you like to cook? She says, yes. And you say, what's your best dish? She's going to say lasagna. And you say, oh, my God, I absolutely freaking love lasagna. It's my favorite thing. You could even say my mom used to make it. It brings tears of joy to my face but only out of my non-shooting eye, okay? She's gonna laugh and she's gonna get the hint, you know, that you're trying to get her to cook or she's gonna volunteer it and be like, well, I could cook some for you and be like, perfect, what's your week looking like? Perfect, what day would be good for you? Okay, she's like, well, Thursday night would be good. You'd be like, perfect, I'll tell you what. You make the lasagna, I'll bring over the tiramisu. They have a really good one from Trader Joe's. I'll pick one up, it's frozen, it's absolutely delicious. I'll be there at six, sound good? Sound good. Bro, you are getting laid. You are getting laid. She's going to be in her feminine energy, cooking, wondering if you're going to like it, really putting in her effort, like baking, having her little apron on and like get into that feminine role, which is okay. It's okay for you to be masculine and for women to be feminine. I'm not saying that women are less than us or the feminine. Get in the fucking kitchen, you fucking sea donkey. No, it's that traditional roles on occasion are okay. Guys don't have to be women and women don't have to be men. We can go in traditional roles and I'll tell you, that's what gets you turned on. I'll tell you what, you will get a boner the size of the Statue of Liberty if you guys are camping one night and you hear like a bear or a deer or some critter in your camp and you go out there with your six-hour P226 9mm, shoot a couple rounds at that thing and it runs off with its tail between its legs, you're going to get a boner the size of the Sears Tower, okay? And you're going to want to have sex right there and then because you're in your masculine energy. And when you do that too... She's going to get into her feminine energy and you guys are going to bone like a couple of rabbits out there in the woods because you just went into your quote unquote traditional roles, which turn women on. 
okay? So she's cooking. Not only is she going into her feminine, but don't forget the concept of cognitive dissonance. She's convincing herself, why am I cooking for this dude? Why am I taking all this energy to layer this lasagna that takes four hours to make and to do all this effort and dress up for this guy? And make no mistake, boys, when women get dressed up, it's at least an hour, sometimes two of work. So you're looking at like four to five hours that this chick is putting into you. Do you think that's good or bad? And I ask this to my coaching clients all the time. I'm like, guys, if a woman drives to your city who you met on Tinder and it's a 30-minute drive, is it better that she drives to you or is it better that you drive to her? You're damn fucking right. It's better that she drives to you. Cognitive dissonance. Okay, so she cooks for you. You show up with the dessert. You're like, oh my God, it smells so good. Eat the food, compliment her, like really praise her for her effort. Then put on that Charlie Chaplin movie, take your pants down because you're about to get some sick duck. And then give her a nice freaking cunnilingus session, bro. Like really dip in there, dog. Like get 25 minutes up in that joint because she cooked for you. Bring her to orgasm with just slow, seductive licks and turning her on and telling her how sexy she is and like really be patient with it. Tell that red helmeted warrior in your pants to sand down Sergeant Horny. You're going to give this girl an orgasm that's going to absolutely blow her mind and you're going to do it patiently as explained in my program, Guide to the Female Orgasm which can be yours if you leave me a review. Email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you that, as well as the conversation sniper and three texts to build massive attraction in women. But guys, don't underestimate cognitive dissonance. Have women do you favors when they are prepared to do so. And like I said, you need to be like a chess player, thinking three steps ahead and leading her into inevitable conclusions. Because many times women will want to cook for you to show you what they can do, especially if they like you. They want to show you that they can take care of a family. They want to show you that they can take care of their man, that they can make you happy and nurture you and make you feel good. So when they do it, it's a mutually beneficial exchange. And like I said, to any women listening, have dudes do you favors, right? Just like women do. Like, I don't even need to teach you this shit because this is what chicks do naturally. Oh, my car broke down. Can you come get me? Oh, I lost my wallet. Can you come help me out? Oh, can you pick me up from this bar? Like they do it all the time. So let's do it back to them. Because when you do it, they get more attracted to you. And especially when it comes to cooking, you are going to get laid. That is your Uncle Mark Singh's guarantee to you. And like I said, gentlemen, if you'd like to meet with me on a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session to discuss whether or not I think I can help you get to your most ostentatious pie-in-the-sky goals with women, I'd love to meet you, brother. Apply on my website, coachmarksing.com. You could click the link in the description below. It's the first link. Fill out the quick application. Should only take a minute or two. Send it in and you and I will get on that one-on-one -on -one call together. Gentlemen, I draw podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. I do appreciate you listening and I will see you in the next episode. Ah!